0: Well, that was great fun, and I wondered what would happen the next morning. But now I was really getting in the groove. I am the only person to have walked in space and gone to the deepest point in the ocean. Hi, I'm Kathy Sullivan, and I'm an explorer. Exploring doesn't always have to involve going to some remote or exotic place. It simply requires your commitment to put curiosity into action. Will help unlock your ability to live a life of meaning and happiness. So I'm sharing some lessons I've learned on my road less traveled. Over at Explorers.com, you'll find my seven astronaut tips to improving your life on Earth. When you sign up, I'll send them to you. And also make sure you're the first to discover future podcast episodes and learn more about exciting adventures ahead. Just head on over to KathySullivanExplorers.com. Every working day for space shuttle crews in orbit would start about the same way. If everyone was working on the same shift, sleeping at the same time, there would be a set time in the mission for waking up the crew each morning. Mission control would watch for that time to come very closely, and when it arrived, the CAPCOM, or capsule communicator, the astronaut inside the control room on the ground who's sort of the eyes and ears and ally of the crew in orbit, A Capcom would start some piece of music playing, kind of like your clock radio starting up to wake you gently in the morning. And when the music was done, would say something like, Good morning, Challenger. This is Houston standing by, assuming he didn't have anything urgent to relay up to you. I was pretty familiar with those wake-up calls, having followed the progress of all the dozen shuttle missions before my first flight. But now it's October 6, 1984. We had just launched the day before, we've done a bunch of laps around the planet, feeling like I'm settling in, had a nice sleep overnight, and I hear the music start. We were all up and about already, of course, but we're waiting for the music and waiting to start the rhythm of the day. John Blaha was our Capcom that day, and the music finishes, and John says, Good morning, Challenger. Houston with you? Nothing urgent. Standing by. Next thing I know, Sally Ride has the microphone in her hand. She keys the mic, and instead of saying, Roger, Houston, back with you soon, she launches into the kind of message you would get from a telephone answering machine. I'm sorry, no one's here to take your call at the moment. If you'd leave your name and number, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. I'm a rookie. I'm not playing jokes like that anytime soon, lest it cost me the opportunity to fly again. But Sally was the famous Sally Ride. This was her second flight, and she always was a great jokester. So we all laugh hilariously as she says that. And then it gets better. John Blaha replies, as if he was the caller on that phone line. Hi, this is John Blaha at Mission Control in Houston. Do please give me a call back at your convenience and proceeded to provide a phone number, which it turns out was the actual number for the landline that rang at his console in Mission Control. And we learned later that the phone lines in Mission Control crashed completely within about two minutes of his doing that as people raced to call in and see if they could actually talk to John or maybe even get patched through and talk to the space shuttle. Well, that was great fun. And I wondered what would happen the next morning The answer was that Dave Leesman took his turn the next morning. And I forget quite what answering machine message he mimicked, but now I was really getting in the groove. And I was also thinking about one of our crewmates, Mark Garneau, the first Canadian to fly in space. Mark had a schedule that kept him incredibly busy with a raft of experiments. He spent most of his time on the lower deck, struggled to get even moments to have a look out the window. And I knew all of Canada was following his flight, I'd gone to graduate school in Canada, so I had an extra bit of empathy for him and for Canada. And I thought, well, I know how we can really give Mark a chance to contribute to this and get on air-to-ground radio and have a moment of his own during this flight to really stand out. So Mark and I conspired during the second day on orbit to be ready to give the answering machine reply the next morning. And I suggested, since he's a Québécois, French-speaking Canadian, I suggested, let's be very international here. You give the answering machine message in French, and I'll have the tape recorder ready. We'll play some music of our own back to the ground. And so, sure enough, we rouse ourselves early on day three to be ready for the music to stop and ready for John to give us his normal start-of-the-day message. And then Mark launches in to the answering machine reply. To nos lignes sont présentement occupées. Veuillez attendre quelques instants et quelqu'un vous rejoindra aussitôt. Entretemps, nous espérons que cette sélection musicale vous plaira. Which is French for, all of our lines are presently busy. Please wait a few moments and someone will get back to you shortly. In the meanwhile, we hope you enjoy this musical selection. Click goes the tape recorder, up starts the music, and it was the hit of Canada. Mark heard about that pretty well everywhere he traveled during his grand celebrity year when he returned to Canada after the end of our flight. We both chuckle about it whenever we get together, even this many years later. And it was a real delight to give him the chance to shine from orbit on his first flight. Thanks so much for joining me on today's mission. For more solo shows and deep dives with incredible guests, along with all the ways to get the podcast and much more, head over to com.